Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the latest episode of the Going Long Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Neal. we got a fun episode for you today. I had Jonathan Stewart on earlier this week, Oregon legend, uh, Carolina Panthers legend, Pro Bowl running back. Uh, we had a really good discussion about um, you know, his time in Eugene, a little bit about his time in the NFL, about this current Oregon Ducks program. We talked about Dan Lanning. talked about Bucky Irving. Um, we talked about, you know, uh, I, I asked him some questions about the 2007 season, the Dennis, the Dennis Dixon year back when he was here. So um, really good conversation with with Jonathan Stewart. I had a lot of fun having him on. Before we get to that interview, just a couple of newsworthy items that took place um, in Oregon sports over the weekend. Um, the first, I think, probably the most important thing is if we're talking about Oregon football, they got a commitment from five-star wide receiver Gatlin Bear yesterday. Uh, this is something that some people were projecting to happen. Uh, massive, massive commitment. He is one of the, uh, I think he's the 20th best recruit in Oregon history, one of the best wide receivers to ever commit to the Ducks. Um, one thing he is going on a, a mission for the next two years. So he actually won't be coming to the team. He won't be part of the the Ducks until 2026. So, um, but they've got him in the fold. He'll, uh, you know, we'll, we'll kind of just have to wait for him to get here over the next couple of years, but he will eventually come to Oregon and be a, a major difference maker. So uh, with that commitment, the Ducks now have the number three recruiting class in the nation, still the highest recruiting class in school history. Uh, they moved past Miami and Mario Cristobal, which seemed notable to me. They also moved past Ohio State. So they have the number one recruiting class in the Big Ten in their first year in the Big Ten, which feels uh, noteworthy. Second thing, Oregon basketball had a series down in L.A. this past weekend. They played USC on Thursday night. They won that one relatively easily. Good win. They played UCLA last night, Saturday night, and they were unable to get a win. They ended up losing 71 to 63. Just a tough game. They fell down by 18 early in the game. I believe it was the first 10 minutes. They were down, what was it, 23 to 5. They battled back somehow, got the lead at halftime. It was kind of miraculous to see them battle back that quickly. They closed on a 16 to 2 run. Um, it was in, in the second half, just they were unable to kind of play the defense they needed to. Of course, UCLA was very hot. So. Um, unable to get that win. It's a very detrimental loss. They're um, 
you know, they've, they've got to be pretty much perfect going on from here on out for the rest of the season. I think there's nine games left in the regular season. They can't afford many more losses, if any at all, if they want to make it to the NCAA tournament. Um, it's starting to look like it could be another year where they, uh, they're destined for an NIT tournament bid unless they can go through the Pac-12 tournament and get um, get the win there. So we'll see how they close out. They got the Washington schools coming this week, but um, really, you know, gut check time for that program. We'll, uh, we'll see how they step up to it. All right, with all that being said, let's go ahead and get to the interview with Jonathan Stewart. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get into it. I am thrilled to be joined by Jonathan Stewart, an Oregon Ducks legend, former Pro Bowl running back with the Carolina Panthers. Jonathan, how are you today? I'm good, man. How about yourself? I'm doing well. Doing well. I'm very excited to have you on, talk about some Oregon Ducks football. We've got a ton to talk about, but uh, I really want to just kind of start with this current team, uh, this current program as a whole. You've stayed, you've done a a pretty good job of staying connected um, with this program, with the team right now. You had the, um, it was the big play shoe. It was like their totem on the sideline for big plays this last year against Cal. You've been able to keep a a close eye on things. What has it been like to watch this program kind of change in front of our eyes since Dan Lanning came to Eugene? And how do you uh, assess what he's accomplished so far? Um, You know, first of all, we're, you know, as a, as an Oregon alumni and fan, um, it's 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 good to see that we're able to recruit, mm-hmm. you know. And I think one of the things that he is, you know, obviously Cristobal, you know, jump started the ship um, when it comes to you know getting guys from different parts of the country um, to decide to come all the way to Eugene, Oregon, to play ball. Uh, but then you add you know, Dan Lanning um, to the mix and, and just his background, you know, and, you know, everything that he's been able to accomplish, you know, so far in his career, you know, Georgia, obviously, you know, the powerhouse and the stack defense um, that he was able to, you know, put together and, and, and see those guys, how they landed in the league. Um, and I say guys, cause that's how many guys, I mean, it's yeah. gotta be at least like 10 to 12, you know, over the last two, three years, four years um, that you've seen guys have, you know, jumped to the, to the league. Um, but I, one of the things that just strikes me out the gate is his ability to assess talent and assess mm-hmm. not just talent, but guys that belong in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and, and especially right now with what you're seeing in college football, you're no longer just a coach. Mm-hmm. You're a coach and a GM at this point. Um, there's a lot of, you know, relation right now to the NFL with the NIL and, you know, guys in the transfer portal. Um, there's a lot to manage there. And so for him, you know, he's done a, a tremendous job of finding the right guys, finding the right feels, the, the right shoes to feel. Um, because as you know, every year, you're you know, if you're competing at a high level, that means you're missing somebody next year. Mm-hmm. And like, for instance, this year, Bo Nix, right? We've been very blessed to have Bo Nix as our, our starting quarterback. 
um, finding a lot of success, you know, you know, as an Oregon duck coming from Auburn and, and whatnot, but he was able to excel because of a guy like Dan Lanning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, being able to relate to guys, be able, being able to, you know, have the charisma, the authenticity, because real ballers, real, real players can sniff the BS from a mile away. Um, mm-hmm. That goes from every level of sport. And when you have a guy like Dan Lanning, who, you know, you know, has a sense of loyalty, has a sense of, you know, you know, what his duties are, um, not just as a football coach, but as a leader of men, you know, mm-hmm. um, these are all tangibles and just some of them that I, that, you know, just from me knowing him and how he carries himself and, you know, what he stands for as far as his family and, um, and whatnot, this means something to him, mm-hmm. you know, that, you know, football, you know, there's guys that love football, but then there's guys that just love ball, mm-hmm. you know, and he's a guy that loves ball. And he loves to be a part of the solution. Um, if there's, if, if, if there's, you know, something that, you know, like an X factor, right? He's, mm-hmm. he's an X factor as a coach. And when you have someone that, you know, takes a chance on a player or on a, on a, on a group of offense to say, Hey, it's fourth and two. And then we're on the 10 yard line. Go for it. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> like, like, yeah, like that's what you're, 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 you're creating a culture of mm-hmm. no, we're here to win. We're here to play football yeah. and win. And obviously, too, you know, and, and and I know kickers, you know, are hard to come by at that level. So it makes it a little bit easier to mm-hmm. say, "Hey, look, we're gonna we're gonna go for it. We're not gonna kick it." <laughs> because well, it's also it's, it's putting the trust in, like you said, the trust in his not only his offense but the trust in his defense too. Says, defense you know what? Too. If, if this doesn't happen, yeah. I trust our guys. Then to, I trust to my guys to go up there and maybe get a safety. Get a Absolutely. <laughs> you know, so, so looking forward, I mean, going forward, the Big Ten means big change. Obviously, you're mm-hmm. you're very ingrained in the history of the Pac-10, the Pac-12. What was your reaction like when you heard this news come out? Or you heard that it was, you know possibly going to happen and then eventually when it did happen i mean i think for everyone change is automatically kind of like oh no you know Mm -hmm. the ship's gonna sink (laughs) um but i think if you are usc ucla um what's the other team arizona they went to big 12 washington oregon washington yeah washington if you're those three schools then you're like oh the ship sinking because it really is. Here you dog. Oh my gosh. Like you, yeah. you, you, your chance was last year to mm-hmm. be good. And now I don't see you guys being good for a while. You, you're losing a lot of players. And so, yeah, you could be up a Creek without a paddle. Um, mm-hmm. USC, they were dead last year with one of with the probably arguably the number one draft the best quarterback. Yeah. And so, you were a dud last year. UCLA is UCLA, and they'll always be UCLA. Uh, so <laughs> if you're University of Oregon and you're going to the Big Ten, you see this as a big opportunity. And a big opportunity because especially how this offseason started off for Dan Lanning, mm-hmm. you have Alabama, 
saying, hey, uh, things are going to change around here. (laughs) (laughs) Nick Nick Saban is hanging it up. So now you have this portal, you have guys transferring, you have all these things that are happening and and there's a shift that's happening, you Mm -hmm. know, in the college football world. And we're kind of in this place where we can be really good next year. Our mm-hmm. defense is stacked. I don't know if there's any if there's anybody in the portal, we don't need them. Like yeah. just like but because I feel like we're stacked. Maybe we get some mm-hmm. interior D linemen, but I that's feel like, like our the edge got could really add. Like yeah. that's yeah. the one place you the can only thing that you're gonna add. And 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 then I think, you know, as far as on offense, you know, our offensive line was probably top five last year in the in, mm-hmm. in the NCAA. Mm-hmm. And so when you talk about Adding things, you don't need to add anything. Maybe a tight end. I, I'm always good for tight ends. I'm mm-hmm. always good for a tight end. Our running backs are great. I actually think, you know, our running backs, like, you know, we were good last year. Um, but what, number 20, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm Jordan, jumping Jordan back. Jordan James. No, you're Jordan good. James. Jordan James. Because I'm jumping back and forth from Panthers to this. Yeah, to you got that, a so. lot of names to remember. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Jordan James. Every time he got into the game, it was a cha- it was like a cha- an instant change of pace, mm-hmm. and it was a change of pace of this is a legit NFL running back. Mm-hmm. Jordan James has the ability of being top running back next year, and I say that because we're going to have a, a quarterback that I don't think they should depend fully on. I think next year we should be like a Michigan. How mm-hmm. Michigan played football this year is how we need to play football next year we're going to mm-hmm. be big we're going to be strong we're going to be fast um yeah and, and our offensive line is going to be able to bully some guys we're going to probably i mean after this this year you have to grow you have to mm-hmm. see what see what worked last year and see what didn't work um last year and and grow from that and one of the things that we were really good at was running the ball and, and protecting the quarterback and so I automatically am just excited for um, things to come for the or University of Oregon going into the Big Ten. Um, let's make some noise, right? So I want to talk to you in, in just a second about running backs. But before we leave this you know, topic of conversation, what are you going to miss the most about the Pac-12 or the Pac-10 from when you were there? What do you think we're really losing that's something that you that kind of hurt you when you found out the news? Um, I think really just, you know, to be honest, I'm not completely hurt. Um, mm-hmm. I see this as an opportunity. You know, okay. whenever you have big change like this, we football has seen con- constant change, you know, mm-hmm. from one team going from one conference to another conference. And, you know, that change is, you know, is needed especially in such a great sport like this, right? Mm-hmm. It's forever evolving. And, um, but I will say like, you know, the, you know, knowing that the PAC 12, um, you know, the history, you know, you have the Maurice Drews, you have the Marshawn Lynch's, you have, you know, the Reggie Bushes, you have, um, you know, the Michael James, Kenyon Barner, mm-hmm. the Garrett Blount, like Johnson Jeremiah Stewart. Johnson, Jonathan Stewart, <laughs> you know, I'm, just, I'm listing all the running backs off because I think at the end of the day, we've had some really successful running backs that have mm-hmm. carried a, you know, a good name for themselves amongst an NCAA and, mm-hmm. you know, coming from, 
you know, Pac-12, you know, you've, you've got to lend your hand to the talent pool that has been able to come out, um, mm-hmm. come out that way. Um, and so I will miss that. But, you know, one of the things I'm not going to miss is staying up super late to watch a game <laughs> on the East Coast for the University of Oregon. So what I'm excited about is being able to watch, you know, at least a decent, you know, timed game, um, you know, when they face somebody in the Big Ten. And I might yeah. be, and, I've, and I'm looking forward to um, traveling to some games as well. You know, I'm, you know, I'm working my way into, you know, this broadcasting thing. So, um, you know, I'm pretty sure something will land here shortly uh, to be able to get me into the the mix of things. Now that my kids are, you know, at an age where they can be a little bit more dependent um, mm-hmm. or ind- or independent, I should say. Uh, but man, I mean, this is an exciting time and people should be excited about it and, you know, just get used to the change because being part of the Big Ten, it just means that University of Oregon is about to be put into another atmosphere or stratosphere yeah. um, because now you have the media outlets um, being able to cover your favorite team. And mm-hmm. that's nothing but good things for the, for the organization, for the, for the university, um, more money, um, you know, more you're, you're going to be able to pick from, you know, better, you know, classes of recruits. And so, um, because you're just going to, you're getting that much more exposure. Let's talk real quickly about running backs. We talked about Jordan James a little bit. I want to talk to you about Bucky Irving. You yeah. obviously have a, a trained eye when it comes to running backs. You you know what makes people good, what makes you know what people can work on. What makes him so special in your opinion when you watch him? Um, his natural ability to to just move, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've seen it throughout the whole entire year. His ability to, you know, find gaps. Um and and some things that you know an ordinary back might you know miss a hole, mm-hmm. he can miss a hole and find it again. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's one of his specialties is, um, you know, the his ability to to move and 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 to you know place himself in positions to where he can't necessarily be hit all the way. And mm-hmm. partly, partly, partly due to his size, right? You know, mm-hmm. a little bit shorter in stature, um, but he delivers blows too, unexpectedly. And so, for his size, you know, the strength is there. He's obviously a great, you know, pass catcher, uh, which is going to be something that you know a lot of teams at the you know at the next level will love and, and be able to utilize as far as you know his skill set. And offenses and, and make him, you know, more of a double threat at a lot of times. So you mentioned the size. He has a smaller guy. He's listed at 5'10", 195. When I mm-hmm. personally look at NFL prospects, I feel like he kind of fits the mold of someone like a, you know, a Travis Etienne or like an Isaiah Pacheco. But exactly. both of them have, have 20 pounds on him. Do you think, yeah. well, first of all, what kind of future do you see for him at the next level? Do you think he fits into that mold or is he more of a like Austin Eckler pass catching type of back in your mind? I see an Austin Eckler. Um, I see, you know, Sproles, you know, a mm-hmm. guy that um, he's obviously taller than Sproles. I mean, he, he's my height. He's 5'10". Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just a little thicker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, you, played with, you played with 50 pounds on him. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I think, you know, he, he I, when one of the things I like to tell guys is, you know, you can have your favorite players and you can like, you know, have a picture of them on your wall for, 
you know, motivation. Um, but at the end of the day, you got to invent yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to be someone that um, is different than anyone else has ever seen. And I think, you know, for, to Bucky, um, University of Oregon's never seen a running back like him. Mm-hmm. You know, the way he was able to run the ball this year, um, you know, with his size alone, he ran like he was not 195 pounds. Mm-hmm. But then there was also times where he ran like he was 135 pounds, being able to spin out of tackles and not be touched and take it the distance, right? So, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, I think that at the next level, he is going to be able to, you know, be – you know, a secret weapon in a lot of guys' eyes. You know, offensive mm-hmm. coordinators right now, you look at um, Gibbs and, you know, for the Detroit Lions and how they utilized him out of the backfield and in open spaces. You know, a guy like that in open spaces, you know, a linebacker's worst nightmare, nightmare um, mm-hmm. because you can't cover him. You, you And especially if he has the smarts to be able to run routes that, you know, are kind of, you know, unorthodoxed <laughs> in mm-hmm. a way where you have mm-hmm. to keep like kind of like how Travis Kelsey is, you know, you know, defenses fear Travis Kelsey because now guys are starting to realize like, Hey, I can run the route, but I don't have to necessarily run it like that. I can just get mm-hmm. to the spot so I can just freestyle my way to the spot, which then makes a defender have to keep their eyes on you the whole entire time, which then opens up everything else around on the field. Right. So (laughs) because you have guys that are like, I have to be on, I have to stay locked in on this guy because he has the ability to shake loose. And if he shakes loose, then, you know, that's a big play. So Mm -hmm. he strikes me as a guy that would be able to, you know, take the distance, be a big play back um, at the next level for sure. Let's talk specifically about Dan Lanning. We did a little bit already, but I want to get deeper into it. We've seen in the past, and I, I mean this in a positive way, He's not afraid to be bold and kind of put himself out there, whether it's the fourth down calls. Uh, we've seen him be willing to, you know, say stuff in the media or even in locker rooms and, um, you know, at least be on the media. I mean, he went on the the national championship game show with ESPN. Uh, we saw the locker room videos from from before the Colorado game, stuff like that. What do you think it would have been like to play for him? Is that something that you've thought about before? What do you think that you would like about playing for him that would really fire you up as a player? Um, you know, his boldness, you said, you said it right. And I think as a, as a player, you want a coach that will go to war for you to go to bat (laughs) for you. He strikes me as a guy that if you're going to show up and you're going to put your all into this craft, put your all into this team, I got your back. Mm -hmm. Like I'll do whatever it takes to make you the best player that you can possibly be. And so I would run through a wall for a guy like that, you know? Um, You know, he could have taken a a job that everyone knows was out there this year, right? He could have, you know, ventured out and did some things. But what he said was, no, I'm going to double down here. This is the University of Oregon. I'm building something great, Mm -hmm. right? And I have an opportunity to go to the Big Ten. Shoot, the Big Ten's about to be probably, you know, SEC. Everybody's, you know, been super hyped up about the SEC for the last decade or so, right? Probably for the last 20 years, actually. <laughs> so, like, but probably 30 years. Um, 
But I think where we're seeing right now, like I said earlier, we're seeing a shift. And right now, mm-hmm. the Big Ten is legitimate. It's, it's legitimately the big conference. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. And he's got an opportunity to take the University of Oregon and be the first to be in the Big Ten to make a to make a, a mark, you know, and, mm-hmm. and to make, you know, um, a point of emphasis that University of Oregon has a football team and we mean business. A lot this past year was made about, you know, quote unquote bulletin board material. We had Colorado stomping on the the midfield logo before the game. You also had Lanning saying some stuff in practice before the USC game that a lot of people used as bulletin board material um, and several things going leading up to the Oregon State game. From a player's perspective, how much does that stuff matter? Like, was there ever any times when you saw an opponent say something and you're kind of like, oh, they screwed up there. They should have said that. Now we're really locked in. How does that does I mean, that matter at all? Or is it all just media making stuff out of nothing? I mean, it matters if it's a rivalry. You know, like okay. if UW ever came out and said something in the sense of like, oh, University of Oregon, they're going to, they suck or um, we're going to get them this year. I mean, you chuckle especially if you beat them the last seven years or so you chuckle <laughs> and you say, ah, okay, whatever. We're going to show them. But um, I mean, good players know how to get themselves ready for a game and good mm-hmm. coaches know how to do the same. And it doesn't, it shouldn't take much for you to go put a helmet on and go smack somebody in the face. Mm-hmm. And so I think when he, you know, goes out on the limb and says things, you know, in the media as far as, you know, this opponent, that opponent, I think it's great because you have, you know, this is a different generation where you have kids basically, you know, might be unsure of themselves, you know, Mm -hmm. and they might not have the confidence in themselves. And so to have a coach to, again, say, um, I'm going to go out there and tell the media and the world that um, the University of Oregon, you know, we mean business. And so really to me, it's like, man, my coach is going out there. So now this is a challenge for me. I need mm-hmm. to go out there and back him up because if sure I don't back him stupid. up, yeah, because yeah, if I don't go out there and back him up, I'm not doing my job, you know? Mm-hmm. So he's creating a culture of, hey, look, the film, the, the eye in the sky doesn't lie, right? And, you know, the proof is in the work. Mm-hmm. And so all I need you to do is just go out there and do the job because I believe in you. I believe in Mm -hmm. you so much that I'm stirring up this pot because I need the, because what you're doing too is you're stirring up the pot and he might not be doing it on purpose, but what he's doing is he's naturally creating a conversation, right? Mm -hmm. And so what conversation does, it gets the eye and attention of the media. And when you got the eye and attention of the media, what you're doing is you're getting the eye and attention of the next Joey Harrington, Mm -hmm. the next LaMichael James the mm-hmm. next, you know, Franklin. So mm-hmm. you're, you're getting, you know, an opportunity, you know, to, you know, to implant, you know, you know, the, the university of O in people's minds. Yeah. It's all just, it's kind of creating that brand and he, he right. does a really good job. We saw with the video for when he turned down the Alabama job, that the way that yeah. he returned, he turned that into a recruiting pitch. It's just, it was a masterclass in that. So, yeah. um, I've got a, a few quick hitter questions to end on, but before that, the just the middle school aged Oregon fan and me that had your poster on his wall growing up. I've got to ask you a question that honestly may not be too fun for you to talk about, but are you okay with this? Yeah. 
All right. 2007 season, the the Dennis Dixon injury. You guys were arguably the best team in the country. He was on his way to a Heisman. What was that like to experience that? I know from a perspective of a young fan, what it was like, how heartbreaking it was. So I can't even imagine what it was like being on that team. But can you kind of take me through that experience? Yeah, man, you know, um, you know, Chip Kelly, you know, he came in and he basically, you know, the start of the season, he told me, he's like, there's no reason why you're not going to be a 1500 yard plus rusher this year. I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's good to know. Um, I'll be ready, coach. <laughs> and um, so from the, from the jump, it was already different, right? That whole year. Mm-hmm. Um, Dennis went and played baseball, came back with this whole different focus, um, and just maturity about him and just confidence. And we just started playing and then we started winning and we just kept winning, kept winning, kept winning. And then, um, you know, it was a cold, cold, dark night in the middle of the <laughs> desert. <laughs> Bad things um, happen in the desert, man. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what people don't know is that he, he hurt himself previously, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, and, and just tried to, you know, go out there and, and make some make some things shake and make some things happen, and um, he, uh, you know, I think going back to the those times, it just really shows how determined and focused and uh, special that group of guys were. You know, our defense <laughs> was solid. You know, the D boys had everything on lock. Um, Jarris Bird, uh, T.J. Mm-hmm. Ward, Walter Thurman. Um, Nick Reed, Patrick Chung, mm-hmm. like Nick Reed was a monster out there, just a sack mm-hmm. machine. Um, you know, we just had some guys that were just that were smart football players that mm-hmm. understood each other. Um, it was legitimately like a you know a band of brothers. And I remember I used to there's a lot of injuries that we had that year. Mm-hmm. And for every guy that you know got injured, I wrote their number on my arms every game. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of like you know this, like you know, hey, like they're hurt, but we're they're still here. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So it was like legitimately a determination of like we're in this together, every single mm-hmm. person. Um, so you know, once Dennis got hurt, man, it 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 was a huge blow. Um, mm-hmm. and I think even you know when we were in Arizona playing Wildcats, I get that's where I got hurt. I messed up mm-hmm. my toe. And so that changed the trajectory, you know, for the things that we could have done. I mean, for me, at least, I thought, you know, we played UCLA and we lost to them bad. Um, Had just the jacked up toe and I couldn't do anything, really. (laughs) I was just out there running pretty much like, I hope I hope we run to the left side because I can't run right. (laughs) Um, But, man, it was definitely, you know, heartbreaking. It was a heartbreaking season because we had it. We had it. And everybody knew we had it. Um, but one of the things I will say is, you know, that was probably the beginnings of, you know, what Oregon is today, mm-hmm. you know, and, and not to, you know, you know, take anything away from Joey Harrington in that era, because obviously, you know, they're founders in their, in, in their, in their selves and themselves, mm-hmm. um, because, you know, you have the uniforms, you have Joey Heisman, um, <laughs> 
like in New York and Ontario Smith, which is actually one of the reasons why I chose, you know, like chose to like Oregon, like, mm-hmm. and like oh, maybe I should go take a visit to Oregon, Ontario Smith and just how he runs the ball. And, you know, something about that, you know, that number two, um, <laughs> that Jersey. Um, and, um, and, and you can continue to go down the line as far as the lineage goes, but, you know, spread offense and how we ran that, you know, that year, West Virginia, Steve Slayton and mm-hmm. Patrick, Patrick, well, Pat White, um, you know, the, it was us and them running the spread offense and it was amazing. It was fun mm-hmm. to watch and to see Dennis go down and get hurt. I mean, he was on his way to being, you know, quarterback of the year, Heisman, mm-hmm. all the things. And it just got stripped away. Um, but I don't, you know, I don't really feel too bad for him because he's got, I think, three Super Bowl <laughs> rings, or at least he's two done rings. well. He's yeah, done he, well for himself. Yeah, so he's he's okay. Um, there are, I mean, there's there's a lot of what ifs in Oregon history, and I I mean, yeah. whether it's Dyer was down, whether I mean, there's you could go through them all, and they all hurt equally the same. But I feel like that yeah. one, I don't know that whether it was my age. I mean, I was. I think I was in seventh grade at the time. And I just remember the, the cover the, on the register guard the next day of Dennis Dixon crying on the sideline. I was just like, that is just imprinted in my mind for so long. Um, that's just always a, a huge what if for the season. Um, yeah. yeah. Let's finish it out with these quick hitter questions. Um, All right. Earlier, earlier this week on the podcast, I had some friends on some other reporters. We went through a, a draft of seven on seven teams for all time Oregon ducks. So we created our seven on seven teams, our seven on seven teams. We drafted anyone in Oregon history. I'm curious if you could off the top pick your seven on seven team from anyone in Oregon history. So QB running back tight end, and then three wide receivers. QB tight end running back wide receivers. Um, Quarterback. I'm definitely going Dennis Dixon. Okay. Um, and that's just because hold on one second. You're fine. Sorry about that. I had to be a dad. You're fine. <laughs> I, I know what it's like. My my girl's with grandma right now, so we're all good. Yeah. But um quarterback, Dennis Dixon, um, Marcus Mariota. I mean, pick your poison. But yeah. I'm going Dennis Dixon. That's uh, fine. Ru- running back. I am going to go. I'm going LeGarrette Blount. In seven on seven, really? Yes. How come? Oh, Explain. well, hold on. Seven on seven. I, I kind of lost train of thought there. So seven on seven. Okay, no problem. Yeah. Okay, I forgot about the seven on seven ordeal. All right, let me. <laughs> Big let me difference. Work I mean, LeGarrette, here. yes. It's a huge yeah. difference now. All right, so yeah, definitely going um, Dennis Dixon. Uh huh. And then I'll go. Uh, DeAnthony Thomas. That's who I went to. Yep. I'm going uh, D. Will. Okay. I'm going. Uh, man. Franklin. Yeah. I think Franklin. Franklin at the end of the day might be one of the best receivers He's to come probably out. Probably one of the best yeah. receivers in yeah. Oregon history. Yeah, it's yeah. hard not to not yeah. to take him. Uh, one more receiver. You said. One receiver, uh, one tight end. Oh, one more. Oh, one. Okay, one more receiver. 
one receiver, one tight end. Yeah. Okay. Um, tight end or receiver. Uh, dang, I gotta. I'm racking my brain bad. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> we had time uh, to do research. I put you on the spot. Yeah, so I'm you sorry. put me on the spot. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> dang. Uh, la, 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 la. I went Ed Dixon tight end. Well, for tight end, I was gonna go at tight uh, Ed Dixon, but I need one more receiver, right? You do need another receiver, yeah. Mm. I'm gonna have to go. Man, that's hard. It's not like there's plenty to choose from. <laughs> yeah, it's because we're kind of a running back. We've been a running back group. Um, what if I gave you like Dylan Mitchell, Sammy Parker? Keenan Howry. Sammy Parker can be one, but I'm thinking uh, there's, 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 <laughs> there's someone on the tip of your tongue. I can see it. Yeah. Let me, let me go rack my brain here. <laughs> Take your time. Uh, Jeffrey Mail. There you Jeffrey go. I love Mayo. it. He was my all time favorite. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was racking my brain so hard, but one of the things I love about Mail, man, He's fearless. Yeah. And so, like, seven on seven, you need a guy that's just going to go across the middle and just mm-hmm. catch the ball. And yep. he's that guy. Possession receiver. Yeah. <laughs> no, Absolutely. No, no matter what. Um, but, yeah, and then tight end, definitely Ed Dixon. Um, yeah. His hands are ginormous, and he knows how to get open. And Best tight end in school history. Yeah. <laughs> easy. So, easy All right. Money. Next question. So who is the Oregon quarterback not named Marcus Mariota that you most wish you got to play with? Cause I feel like Mariota probably would have been your top answer, man. Uh, Joey Harrington. Really? How come? Yeah. Um, just because it seems like, you know, one of the things that I, you know, gravitate, I mean, anybody gravitates to is a guy that, that can command a, command a, a huddle. Right. <laughs> and, you know, just talking to him and, and just understanding, you know, getting to know him, you know, post football and whatnot. Um, he strikes me as a guy that can command a huddle, get in a huddle, like just demands this whole like thought process of, hey, man, we are going to go down there and score. Um, <laughs> so just his personality just seems like it's something that it was enjoyable to be around for a lot of those guys. What offensive line? or individual offensive lineman do you most wish you got to run behind? Um, you know, Max Unger to me is the best offensive lineman of all time. So I think I <laughs> got a good, good opportunity. I got a good, you know, share of, of, of offensive line to run, but run behind while I was at Oregon. So I'll just pick the mm-hmm. one that I was with. <laughs> okay. Got Jeff, right. got Jeff Schwartz, Jeff Schwartz over there. Jeff Schwartz. Yeah, my our you know our, our last year, we were actually talking the other day, and I actually said, "Man, you he he low key became a man that game. Beat the, <laughs> he he dom he dominated Lawrence Jackson, you know the defensive end for USC when we play USC and beat them. I was like, "Woo, you whooped his tail, boy." Yeah. Um. But yeah, Jeff's great. I've had him on the pod. He's a he's a fun time for sure. He's doing great in his career too. Good for oh, him. Oh yeah. Yep. All right, last one. This one only works if you are into the uniforms, which we have not uh, talked about before, so feel free to give me a non-answer. But what's the favorite Oregon uniform combination that you never got to wear? That I never got to wear? 
that you um, just you look at and you're like, oh man, I wish we had that yeah. when I was playing. I wish we had the uh, the throwbacks. I would have looked mm-hmm. good in that throwback. <laughs> I think anyone looks good in those throwbacks. <laughs> yeah, Jeff yeah. Jeff Schwartz would have looked good in those throwbacks. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, especially him running the ball that one time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, Jonathan, let's wrap it up there. Thank you so much for coming on. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, where All can right. people find you? I know you've got the Believe in Carolina Panthers podcast. Do you have anything else that you want to promote for people to listen to? Um, no, not at the moment. Um, just follow me on Instagram at Jonathan Stewart without the T one. And, um, yeah, just be on the lookout for some things coming in the future. Awesome. I love it. Well, thank you again for coming on. I hope to talk to you again soon. All right. Thanks, man. All right. That's going to do it for us today. Thank you again to Jonathan Stewart for coming on. That was a lot of fun to talk to him. I hope to have him on again in the future at some point. Um, we'll see if we can get that going, but, I will plan to be back at some point next week. Um, I don't really know what the the schedule is yet, what the plan is there, but I'll I'll come back and have something for you guys. Uh, Thank you guys for listening and following along. If you check out more of my work, you can find it all at duckswire.usatoday.com. Follow me at Zachary C. Neal on Twitter. We'll talk to you guys next week. Until then, take it easy. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Dental Associates of Northern Virginia redefine what it means to visit the dentist. Get top-quality, personalized support from committed experts who prioritize the well-being and satisfaction of you and your family. Care is centered on a highly personalized treatment plan backed by the trust and support of long-lasting relationships. Schedule your next appointment by visiting dental1-va.com slash offer slash SiriusXM. Expectations matter. What do you expect from an SUV? Versatility? A range of sizes built to fit your life? A range of exteriors that all invite stairs? Or being able to take control of more than just the wheel? Expectations matter, but exceeding them matters more. How we get there matters. The Audi family of SUVs. Progress you can feel. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. 
No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.